In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Immaculate heart of Mary, pray for us. All angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'd like to welcome everybody back. Hope you had a good rest last night. And um, so we start with our next conference. So we left off with uh, humility. And the next and uh, the next conference will be on confidence in God. Because we are humble, we can't trust ourselves or rely on ourselves. Knowing our weaknesses and limitations, we rely on the Lord. And um, so what is confidence in God? Well, the word uh, Latin confidere means to have full trust, to have full trust in somebody. So to have confidence in God is to trust in God completely. Um, and so this is especially, uh, especially this time is especially, uh, especially applicable for this virtue of trust, right? We don't know what's going on with COVID-19 and all so many things are changing. We can't move about. We're, some of us are laid off or uh, furloughed, and we can't see our family, our friends, and, and we don't know when this is going to end. So this is when we need to trust in the Lord more, more, than, more than anything else, is to trust in the Lord, to have confidence in Him that things will work out, that things will get better, and that to use this time wisely, to grow in grace, to learn, and to not waste this precious moment. Um, but to use it wisely, to have the right dispositions, to grow in grace, to grow in confidence, to grow in humility, so confidence in the Lord. Now, during this conference, I'm going to be using other terms as well. And um, you know, so not only confidence, but also faith, you know, because they, they, they all go together. So all these terms I'm going to use in a way that, that are interchangeable. Sometimes I'll use confidence. Sometimes I'll use trust. Sometimes I'll use faith. Sometimes I'll use hope. But these are all the, the qualities of, um, of, of really trusting in the Lord, believing in Him, and surrendering um, to His divine providence. So <clears throat> Jesus, if, if you remember um, in the Bible that... Um, Many times when he would heal somebody, he would explain to them uh, what it is about them that caused him um, to, to be able to heal them. What, what is that? It's usually, he'll say, your faith has saved you. Your faith has healed you. It is your faith that has allowed me to perform this miracle for you. So likewise with us, you know, when we have faith in the Lord, he can do incredible things in our lives. But he, but he, he looks for that disposition first. He said, "It is your faith that that will allow him to accomplish incredible things, to pour out abundance of grace in our life." But if we're lacking in faith, then it's in a way it's kind of difficult for Jesus to to help us. Um, and so he's always emphasizing the importance of faith um, and confidence in Him. You know, and also conversely, we hear in the Bible that Jesus did not perform many miracles in his hometown of Nazareth. Why? Because the people did not believe. They doubted him. They think they know him. You know, they say to themselves, wait, isn't this the son of the carpenter? Who does he think he is? Right. And we hear in the Bible um, that he was not able to perform a lot of um, miracles. Why? 
because of their lack of faith. Because of their lack of faith, he was not able to perform many miracles, right? So this is so important. Uh, this faith, um, you know, it, it's up to us. You know, God gives us the grace to, to, to have faith in him, to believe in him, and that the more he will show himself. Um, but if we're afraid, if we're anxious, if we, are, if we doubt, if we don't have faith, then he, then he, he can only do so much, so to speak. Um, you know, we should be like St. Paul, we should be, uh, who says, um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right, so it's confidence not in ourselves but in the Lord. You know, a lot of um, what I talk about during this retreat will be very countercultural, and as you may know, our culture tells us to be to be confident in ourselves, right? To be assertive, to be confident. The, you know, the world tells us that we can do we can do anything we want. Well, that's not true. That's not true. You know, when I was younger, I wanted to be Michael Jordan. I wanted to fly through the air and dunk the ball, but I. I, I'm not able to do that. I wasn't able to do that. And so they, we have limitations. We cannot do everything we want, um, but we can do everything through the Lord. The, right? So same thing with St. Paul. Anything is possible. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So if God wanted, he could have allowed me to, to be like Michael Jordan, but that wasn't part of his plan. And so I accept, I accept his will. So likewise with us. So during this time, we don't have to give in to fear or, or worry or doubt, but to have faith in the Lord. We can have that peace. You know, he really wants us to have that peace. You know, Jesus says that, you know, my peace I give to you, right? So have my peace. Not us, the world give, do I give it to you, but, I, but have my peace. So when we have confidence in the Lord, when we're humble, then we do have that peace, especially during this difficult time. You know, Mary, she went through a lot of difficulties, a lot of challenges, um, and she had to she she had to have faith in the Lord, right? And she was at peace. She trusted in God, and she never gave in to yeah gave in to doubt or anxiety or fear, but she trusted in the Lord, and she maintained that peace. Jesus said in the Bible, "Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find." Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which one of you would hand his son a stone when he asks for a loaf of bread, or a snake when he asks for a fish? If you then, who are wicked, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more would your heavenly Father give good things to those who ask of him? So Jesus tells us, right, that the Father is incredibly generous. He is incredibly loving and caring and providential. So even, you know, for us too, with our fallen human nature, we know how to give good gifts to our children. We know how to take care of them. We know how to give them what they need, right? So how much more uh, does our our Heavenly Father love us? And so... um, he, and he knows what is best for us, and he looks out for us. He doesn't abandon us, even though we may not experience his closeness, even though we may feel that he's far away, even though we're not close to him, right? Nevertheless, the reality is he is close to us. He is God, and he loves us, and he cares for us. So Jesus is telling us to, to not be afraid, to not give in to anxiety, but to trust in the Lord, because God is good. 
And he will give us what we ask if it's in accordance with his will, right? And so, um, um, yeah, a lot of times we say no to our children as well. They want certain things that we know may be harmful for them, and we have to tell them no or not yet. And so, you know, more so does the Heavenly Father know what is best for us. He knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows what is best for us and what is harmful for us. So right now we may be praying that this may be over soon. And it's good to pray that, but God knows what is best. We pray, uh, but at the same time, we surrender. We trust in the Lord. You know, remember Jesus, when he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed that God, if, if it possible, take this cup away from me. But then he says, not my will, but your will be done. So likewise, we imitate Jesus and we say the same thing. Lord, take this away from us. But then we say, but not our will, but your will be done. And so we, we continue to trust in the Lord. Um, you know, a lot of times we, I hear that, you know, we, we ask for too little. God wants to give us so much more than we ask for. The things we ask for are so short-sighted, are so limited. Um, you know, sometimes we'll ask for a good health or, or wealth or, um, or, or, you know, things like that. But he wants to make us saints. He wants us to make us more like him. He wants to fill us with more graces. So what he wants for us is beyond what, what, we, um, what, what we want, you know? So, so we should ask for bigger things uh, with, uh, with greater hope and faith, right? We should ask to become saints. We should ask to, to, to live according to his will perfectly. Like St. Therese of Lisieux, you know, she, she said, Lord, I want to love you like you've never been loved before, right? In the history of humanity, I want to love you the most, right? So that's what we should be striving for, not our own selfish and superficial um, needs and worries, right? So we should pray to become saints, to, to live perfectly in harmony with God's will, to become the person that he, that he wants us to be, to be like Mary and, and, the, and the saints rather than... Um, these little things that we ask for. So Mary, we know that she had faith. We know that her faith was strong. She was confident, confident in God, always trusting in Him. You know, St. Uh, Augustine said that Mary conceived Jesus in her heart before she conceived Him in her womb, right? That she conceived Him in her heart before she conceived Him in her womb. And that's, she, he is referring to her faith, her faith in the Lord, uh, never doubting St. Gabriel, um, but already loving Jesus and conceiving him in her heart before she conceived him in her womb. And we also know from Elizabeth that Mary had faith when during the visitation, Elizabeth said, blessed are you who believe that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. Right? Blessed are you, Mary. You believe. You've never doubted. Right? Whatever God told you, you believe. Blessed are you. And so she is our model of faith. Um, uh, So let us learn from Mary. Right? We should believe in the Lord. Uh, Never doubting, never giving into fear or discouragement, but to have faith in the Lord. So during this time, we we are tried. Our faith is tested, right? And I can see this um, around me too, even among other priests. There are some priests who are scared, right? They are fearful. And and so, um, but then there are others um, who who trust in the Lord. They're at peace. They're, They're even joyful, 
you know, of course, we feel for 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 others and 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 uh, for the, the circumstance. But but no, we don't have to give in to anxiety and worry and and fear. Um, but but this is a time that our faith is tested. This is a time um, where we can grow in in faith and confidence in God. <laughs> You know, many of you know of uh, Father Robert Spitzer, um, and I, I worked with him. I was at uh, Christ Cathedral. That was my last assignment. Currently, I'm at St. Bonaventure um, uh, in Huntington Beach. But uh, when I was at Christ Cathedral, we shared the same office building. So oftentimes, I'll see Father Spitzer, and whenever I see him, I also see Joan, which is his um his, his assistant. And so, you know, many of you know that Father Spitzer is blind. So whenever um, he moves about, he needs Joan there with him. So I see him holding on to her elbow and she, and Joan is leading Father Spitzer around. And so I, I always say hi to them. But, but my point is that Father Spitzer is completely dependent on Joan. Right. To, to, to take him around, to, to guide him because he, he is blind. And, 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 and the thing is, Father Spitzer trusts in Joan. Like he, he knows her and they, they've, you know, um, they've been together for, for years and, and he can trust him, trust her with his life. He, he knows that she's not going to push him down the stairs or, 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 or lead him into a wall or anything like that. She know, he knows that she is there to take care of him, to guide him, to be his eye, so to speak. And so, we should be like Father Spitzer, right? We, we should know in a way that we are blind, that we are limited, that we can't see well and we don't, we can't really, um, and so that we, can, we have to be completely dependent on God. And so we hold on to his elbow and let him lead us and not be afraid and trust him that he's not going to push us down the stairs or throw us in front of a bus or anything like that. All right. So, um, that's just an example of, 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 of trust. And, um, Jesus tells St. Faustina this, My grace, The graces of my mercy are drawn by means of one vessel only, and that is trust. The more a soul trusts, the more it will receive. Right? And that's the really the main message of divine mercy is to trust. Right? This message is so important. That's why Jesus appeared to St. Faustina to have her create this image of divine mercy. And it was so important to him that he made sure that she have these words on the image, right? And what are those words? Jesus, I trust in you, right? His message of trust is so important, trusting in divine mercy that he made sure these words are there so that every time we see the image, venerate the image, we remember and say those words from our heart. Jesus, I trust in you, really. And this is nothing new. This is just a another theme that is being repeated over and over again from the Old Testament to the New Testament and to all these devotions. You know, with the uh, the, the revelation of the sacred heart to um, Margaret Mary, Alacoque, right? And she, he told her, um, right, to say, most sacred heart of Jesus, I put my trust in thee, um, right? And so it's just a repeated theme with all these private revelations and that confirms what he, Jesus says in the Bible is to trust in the Lord, right? In the, in the Old Testament, we hear, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Right? That's in the proverb. Um, so trust is, is key. And um, 
Um, and you know, on the opposite of trust is fear and doubt, right? They really become obstacles to grace. They really do. When we're afraid, when we doubt, um, then we put up barriers to grace. That's why St. John Paul II, his, um, his motto was be not afraid, be not afraid, because he wants us to, to, to trust in the Lord, to receive all the graces that he has received, especially now during this Easter season, right? And somebody asked um, uh, Pope John Paul II that, you know, you, you say that all the time. Why do you say that? And she, he said, because of the resurrection, because Christ has risen. He has defeated death and sin. He, that he has conquered. Goodness has conquered evil. So we have nothing to be afraid of. And so, especially now during Easter, we should be reminded of that, of the resurrection, that God has conquered, that he has defeated evil and sin, and that goodness will prevail, and that evil does not have the last word. So we don't give in to discouragement or doubt or fear, um, but, but to trust in the Lord, knowing that he has overcome everything, and he, and he will overcome everything with us. Um, you know, St. Uh, Catherine of Siena, too, a mystic, a doctor of the church, spoke to God the Father. And she wanted to grow in perfection, to, to, to grow in purity, to grow in holiness. And so she asked the Father how she can do that. And so the Father tells her three ways. And the first way that he, he tells her is, um, or maybe this was not the first way, but maybe the second way, but this is what he says to her. With the eye of your intellect, See my affectionate charity, how unspeakably much I love you. With the eye of your intellect, see my affectionate charity, how unspeakably much I love you. So one way for us to grow in perfection is to know by faith. When he says the eye of your intellect, he's talking about our faith. With our faith, see how unspeakably much he loves us, right? His affectionate charity, this love, this infinite love that he loves us. So when we know how much God loves us, we would not give in to doubt or fear or worry, right? So we should know that. Um, so let us take these words to heart from the Father, right? With the eye of your intellect, see my affectionate charity, how unspeakably much I love you. This is a theme that Jesus has said over and over, right? The Father is pleased to give you the world right? He's, a, he's pleased to give you the kingdom. So don't be, don't worry, right? He, he handed his own son over for us. Why would he not give us everything else, right? So he's with us. He protects us. He loves us. He wants our greatest good. So not, so let us not give in to doubt. Um, there's this image that I saw on Facebook that I, that I remember and that I downloaded and that I share with other people. I, there's this image of a young girl wearing a beautiful dress and wearing, having a crown on her head. And there are these words. Um, um, these words are like this. Um, on the darkest days when I feel inadequate, unloved, and unworthy, I remember whose daughter I am and I straighten my crown. On the darkest days when I feel inadequate, unloved, and unworthy, I remember whose daughter I am, and I adjust my crown. Right? So, yeah, so sometimes we go through dark days when we have doubts and fear and, and, and low self-esteem, but we should remember whose sons and daughters we are. 
and, and readjust our crown, right? God is our Father, the God of the universe, the creator of, of everything, right? Why would, we, why would we fear, right? We are part of royalty. We are prince and princesses. And so um, we should hold our head up high, confident in our Father uh, who loves us and protects us, the all-powerful, the all-knowing, the all-loving Father. Um, here's here's a, an example of what trust looks like. Many of you know, have heard of uh, St. John, um, Pope John the Twenty-Third. You know, he had a sense of humor. He had a levity in, in his life. And um, it was said that every night when he went to bed, he would say the following prayer. Lord, I did the best I could today. It's your church. You take care of it. I'm going to bed. And so that, you know, you can imagine being Pope, all the weight of the world on your shoulder, and it could be unbearable, right? We're not Popes. We're, uh, and so um, we should not feel the, the burden, um, but um, take on this disposition of uh, John the 23rd, right? This levity, right? So at the end of the day, we can say the same thing. Lord, I did the best I can today. You know, you take care of everything. I'm going to bed. And so we don't lose any sleep. Uh, so that's that's what's pleasing to God, is this trust in Him, this surrender to Him, and this, um, yeah, this just this, this, this joy, really, uh, this joy and peace that He wants to give us. You know, there are, there are plenty of obstacles to faith. The, the, you know, one obstacle, of course, is pride. People who are prideful tend not to, to grow in faith. I don't know if you noticed that, but I've noticed that in my life. People who are, a lot of times, people who are gifted, intellectuals, people who are smart and talented, they tend to become prideful. And, pr- and pride and, and, and faith do not go together. Um, because they think they can do it all. They think they can handle it all. They think they have all the solutions and all the answers. Well, guess what? They don't, and we don't. And this, again, this goes back to humility, right? Humility is conducive to faith. Pride is not conducive to faith. You can't really uh, build a life of faith in the other virtue if you are proud. And so let us be humble. Let us avoid being prideful, and then we can... um, Growing grace in in in, in grace and and in confidence. Another um, obstacle to faith is attachments, right? Attachment to the world, attachment to sin, attachment to ourselves, our own will, our own agenda. Then 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 it's hard to have faith, right? There are people who are attached. They they want certain things. They want their life to go back to normal. They want to go back to work. They want to hang out with their friends. You know, that's that's what they want, right? They're attached to their own will, their own desire, their own agenda. No. And when, when, and when we're attached, it's hard for us to, to have faith in the Lord. And so we let go. During this time, God is teaching us to be detached. Detached from our own will. Detached from our own desire, our own agenda, right? And to have faith in Him. So we, this is an important lesson. St. John of the Cross, when he speaks of attachment, he, he compares it to a bird that is tied down. Even with a string, a bird cannot fly if it is tied down to the ground. And birds are made to fly. And, and they cannot become who they're made to be if they're attached. So likewise with us, when we're attached to our own will, to the world, to, to whatever, we can't become who God made us to be. So we need to be detached, cut that string, let go so that we can fly and soar to great heights.
Another obstacle to faith is apathy. Some people are very uh, apathetic. They don't care. They're indifferent, right? So during this time, in, um, in a way, we should see the separation from those Christians who have faith and those who don't, right? Some people give in to doubt and fear because they don't have faith. They don't know the Lord, and, and, and that's why they give in to doubt. But we're different. You have faith. You're listening to this retreat right now. You're attending this virtual retreat. That means you have faith. And when you have faith, you live differently. You live differently. You're not apathetic. You're not indifferent. You have zeal. You have faith. You trust in the Lord. So uh, get rid of apathy and indifference and lukewarmness, and we can help, and God will help us to grow in faith. Remember, if you remember the uh, from Revelation, you know, how God, how our Lord feels about those who are lukewarm. He says, because you are neither hot nor cold, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. You know, God hates the lukewarm, the, the, those who are apathetic or indifferent, right? He wants us to have faith, to have zeal, um, um, to have this fullness of life and not be apathetic or lukewarm. Um, just want to share with you a story. I, when I was in the seminary, I went to the Holy Land and um, I, w- I found out um, that, you know, the, uh, the Holy Sepulchre Church opens at like 4 a.m. in the morning. And uh, a friend of mine and, and I, went. we got there at like 4 o'clock in the morning. And then we got in and the church was, we basically had the church all to ourselves. And I was on Calvary and just pouring my heart out to Jesus in prayer. I think I was going through some problems then, you know, some doubts and worries and things like that. And then I could hear him speak to my heart. I hear him say, courage, take courage. And then I, then I remember the passage in, in the Bible where Jesus tells the disciples, in the world you will have trouble, but take courage. I have conquered the world. So likewise, I think he's saying that to all of us now. As we worry and we fear and we, we, there's all so much uncertainty, Jesus is saying, take courage, take courage. In the world you will have trouble, but I have conquered the world. So take courage in me. Um, so, um, lastly, maybe I, 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 I would like to make this suggestion is, is entrust everything to Mary, not only to imitate her quality of, of trust and faith and confidence in God, but also surrender everything to Mary, right? And to entrust everything to Mary. Um, so I hope many of you have heard of consecration to Mary or consecration to Jesus through Mary. And um, hopefully many of you will, 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 will do that. But, yeah, so we surrendered to our Blessed Mother, who, who is also always with us, loves us and cares for us. And she's teaching us right now to, to grow in, in humility, to grow in faith, to grow, to take on her dispositions, to be more pleasing to God, to grow in grace and holiness. So let us entrust everything to Mary and, and that she can help us to take on the, her disposition and the disposition of her son and to be pleasing to God the Father through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.